So at Christmas time, we come together to remember the wonder of new life coming into the world. We all become children again as we hear the story of the journey to Bethlehem, the song of the angels, the surprise of the shepherds, and their joy as they found Jesus in the manger. But we must not forget that Jesus was born into poverty. And so we remember now all who are hungry and cold. We mustn't forget that he became a refugee. And so now we remember the stranger and the lonely amongst us. We must not forget that he felt the pain of life and death. And so we remember those who are ill or anxious or bereaved. And because we know he came that we might be able to live life to the full, let us here be present to the story of his birth so that some of his wonder may be born in us today. God creates man and woman and sees it is very good. Then God said, let us make man and woman in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man and woman in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. Thanks be to God. The prophet foretells the birth of the Savior. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Thanks be to God. The angel Gabriel visits Mary. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Isaiah forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Thanks be to God. St. Luke tells of the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Thanks be to God. The angels appear to the shepherds, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men and women on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Thanks be to God. John unveils the mystery of the incarnation. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. 
In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Thanks be to God. And in prayer, we're really offering our heart and our presence to those situations that seem difficult, giving our help. And let's first of all go to those areas that we're concerned about personally. Maybe worries that we've got for ourselves or our families. Things that we've been aware of and worrying about. We bring them to mind. We ask that our hearts be open and that great presence comes and heals those situations. Pray for our town and the valley. All those who are on the slopes at the moment, visitors, people working on the ski patrol and lifts and all around, we pray for safety there. Pray for our country. Pray for all those who are in difficulty, hardship, those who are homeless and alone, those in prisons, those without hope at this time of Christmas. We open our hearts to all of them. We ask that we may be able to respond in any way to those situations. We pray for the world, for our leaders in the world, that you will give them love in their hearts and the ability to see wisdom and the truth. We pray for conflict zones where there is difficulty and war and fighting. We pray that love may take the place of anger, that wisdom may take the place of stupidity. We pray for peace in our world. Finally, we pray for those in our community that we know need our love. We particularly pray for Martha Martin, for Sophie Layton, for Sophia Carlin, for Kathy Markle, for Virginia Newton's mother, and for the Valeska family, particularly Hendrick, just born and in the intensive care unit. We also pray for Annie Teague. 
Lord, we just ask that you come and bless those people with your healing love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.